Hello, uh, this is Mary Ellen Swartz. I'm an ordained Unity minister, and it's my great pleasure that you are tuning in to this podcast. Today I want to share some of Jesus' teachings through what are really referred to as aphorisms. Uh, Jesus didn't leave written documents um, with his wisdom teachings as far as we know. We do have access to his teachings through the remembered stories or parables that were verbally shared and then later uh, they were written down. And because of the ability uh, of Jesus to construct each story in in a unique way, uh, depending on the questions that were asked and so on, the the truth and the wisdom within those stories carries through to us today because there are many levels of meaning and um, and basically the kinds of things that we are dealing with um, today are the kinds of things that people have always dealt with. So we know that Jesus used parables and that a parable is a, a story that has some parallel stories within it, uh, many levels of stories within it. Um, and we're told that Jesus also uh, taught using what we'll call aphorisms. And um, an, an aphorism is, and, and I should say about a hundred of these that we have recorded, and uh, they're sort of like statements or, or one-liners that have been shared, and, and, and they're self-explanatory, but... Uh, the principle can be applied on many different levels. For example, no servant can serve two masters. He will hate one and love the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Well, that is a statement that is self-explanatory. But it doesn't just apply to servants. It applies in many areas of our life. For example, how many times are we unconsciously choosing between a belief in the infinite and a belief in the finite, or the the human level of things. Choosing to remember the power within us, or forgetting and giving away our power to stuff going on around us, uh, is just one of those things that uh, we're always faced with. And so this spiritual one-liner reminds us that we can't do both. We're always choosing one or the other. And so um, we want to take a look at some of these. In, um, in the uh, fifth chapter of Matthew, and it's actually in the area of the, the, what we call the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gives three things that I wanted to speak with, to, with you today. Um, so, as I said, there are a lot of these sayings, and many of them begin with the with the statement, you have heard it said of old, or, but I say to you. And in other words, he is saying, pay attention. I'm talking uh, about something important here, and I'm taking uh, a teaching that you already know to another level. So, in this uh, uh, fifth chapter 
of Matthew. And we have verses, um, I was going to got those verses here, um, verses 8 through 10. We have these three uh, statements that Jesus uh, speaks to. And he says in there, um, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist evil. Whoever strikes you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. And then he says, if anyone wishes to sue you at court and take away your shirt, let him have your robe also. And then the third, whoever compels you to carry a burden for him, go with him too. So, just considering the context of these statements and the situations that uh, Jesus is speaking to and that his followers were facing, what we want to realize at, is that principle always applies. For example, I sometimes think about the principle of mathematics. It doesn't change no matter how you do it. Um, or what age you are, or, or what you're going through. It doesn't change whether you uh, put your calculation down on paper or, or work it in your head. It's, it's a principle that's going to work regardless. So, turn the other cheek. If this is taken at face value, we may think that this has to do with being threatened with violence or someone is physically attacking us. Um, this, this is a kind of a provocative statement of Jesus because sometimes people interpret it to mean that we're just to be doormats and just be walked over. And then when Jesus talks about not resisting evil, what what is he saying? Um, is he? Some people think it refers to something that's causing suffering or harm to us, but maybe it's something else. Maybe, um, as Lamza, who translated the Bible from the original Aramaic into English, says that in his commentaries. He says that the term evil, as used here, is referring to injustice. Those in power, politicians, government officials, and rich men, they generally oppress the poor. And so resistance would just result in heavier burdens, violence, and even murder against them. So non-resistance was the only weapon that they had to use as a kind of defense. And so think about this. Perhaps Jesus knew the power of non-resistance and how it could be used even in situations that um, situations of injustice such as that. The saying about not uh, about when you're struck on the right cheek, it doesn't mean being punched or hit by somebody's fist. It, it it has to do, of course, with an insult. It represents contempt and and someone showing or trying to show another that they're inferior. It's also kind of like a dismissal. 
putting someone in their place. Today, sometimes we, we say, well, that's a slap in the face. And and usually, it, you know, that's just an idiom. We don't mean someone is physically hitting us. We mean another has said something that's disrespectful to us, uh, that's disrespectful of our accomplishments or of our work. And then the statement about give your cloak um, if someone demands. Again, referring to Dr. Lamza, he says that this refers to someone being taken to court, or be a man, taken to court and having his good upper garments uh, taken from him as a bond. And clothing was so valuable then that creditors would accept it in lieu of payment. Why? Probably because clothes weren't bought off of a rack in a store. Clothing was labor-intensive. The material was hand-woven, and shirts and robes were valuable. And so they would be worn as long as possible. Clothing that could no longer be patched would be used as a, used for patches on other clothing when it was necessary. Do you remember when Jesus used the analogy of putting a new patch on an old garment? And he was referring to how his new teaching put on top of old beliefs would, would cause uh, problems. So the outer thing is that the person uh, in court, uh, actually they wouldn't be left naked because they always wore as many garments as they had. So it's, it's really a different uh, issue here. Resistance to having a robe, some valuable clothing taken, would result in punishment. And so perhaps Jesus is saying here, don't bring that on yourself. Just don't do it. You're not going to win. It, it's not going to turn out well. And then the third thing he spoke to was going the extra mile. And in the context of this, it had to do with the Roman occupation at that time. And the soldiers were able to require the local people to carry their food and military supplies. Um, they, they could require it for a mile. But if one resisted doing it, they could be beaten and given heavier burdens and then even more mileage added to that. Of course, the Romans were hated by the people. And being forced to carry their stuff was uh, definitely something that one would resist. So here we have Jesus urging a different approach. He is teaching the power of non-resistance, which is a radical approach. Don't resist doing what is required. Make it your choice to do more than is required, he's saying. I've heard some people say that Jesus' teachings aren't relevant today. They say things like, well, Jesus didn't know about the real life uh, stuff that's going on, the, the stuff with politicians and government and and so on, that they say, it, you know, he, he just doesn't realize, he didn't realize what we might be dealing with. And so I've heard people say, well, non-resistance might have worked back then, but it wouldn't 
work now. I don't believe that for a nanosecond. Anyone who has that approach hasn't realized that Jesus is talking about principle. And principle is not limited by time or date. And it always works when we work it. Meaning, when we work with principle, principle works. So what is Jesus teaching through, the, through these sayings? What's the principle involved? What is it that we can use uh, with whatever it is we're facing today? My sense is Jesus is teaching that we are always in control of our own attitude. Regardless of the outer situation, regardless of the outer demands, we're empowered when we realize that we, we have a choice as far as our attitude. And we may not have control over what another person does or says, but there's one area we have some control, and that is over our thoughts and our attitudes. It's easy to forget this. It's easy to get caught up in the chaos going on around us, and, and it always is. I mean, regardless of, of the, the, the date that we're living in, it's just always going on around us. Just part of this three-dimensional experience. There's a quote from Viktor Frankl. He said, everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Wow, that's powerful. Turning the other cheek in a spiritual sense is not to retaliate against anything uh, that seems to indicate we're less than, less than the spiritual being that we are created to be. It, it's it's not retaliating against that. Now the classic classical Greek connotation of evil is that which is stupid or foolish or unwise or thoughtless. And maybe you had someone say to you, "Consider the source," and and that's good to remember about anyone or anything that says we are less than we really are. It's coming from someone who is spiritually stupid and ignorant. Our dignity comes not from what somebody else thinks about us, but from knowing who we are as spiritual beings, expressions of God, light, and love, and truth. Non-resistance means to not oppose or set ourselves against what causes suffering. In other words, don't cooperate with it. The more we resist, the more we are cooperating with it. The more we resist, the more we actually add energy to it. There's a saying, I think uh, Jung said, what we resist persists. And, and that is certainly um, a, a valid uh, truism. Non-resistance is about not giving what our energy to the unwanted. It's been said that resistance is hell because it places us in a state of torment. And undoubtedly, this is something that Jesus knew and then he was trying to teach the power of non-resistance. So think about this. 
Is there anything that you have been resisting? Is there any attitude toward illness or or uh, anything that's going on with health and well-being? See, when we are non-resistant toward whatever it is, uh, we have we gain our balance. When we are re resisting, it's like we we get off balance. And so if we're non-resistant, it, it's like we're able to find our balance more. When we turn the other cheek, we're turning our attention away from the appearance of lack or limitation and toward the source of our good. We're putting the focus on the solution and not on the conflict. We're putting our attention on what we do want rather than what we don't want. Florence Scovel Shin, New Thought writer, said, Nothing on earth can resist an absolutely non-resistant person. And that Chinese saying is that water is the most powerful element because it's perfectly non-resistant, and yet it can wear away a rock and sweep all before it. We think about the Grand Canyon, right, and or any other uh, location like that where water has just gently worn away what seemed to be uh, something that was impossible. Jesus could tell us to not resist evil because he knew there's one power, one presence, and in, in truth, there's nothing to resist. So I want us to think about this. Think about this this resisting evil. So often, uh, Jesus made these radical statements about turning the other cheek and 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 giving more when somebody is asking us, uh, suing us for something. Uh, going further than we're required to carry a load, and so on. Think about this uh, in the light of the attitude that we have when we, when we go to that other extreme. When we, we want the vengeance, we want... Sometimes people almost get an, think they get an emotional satisfaction from being able to... Um, have vengeance. In other words, um, just seeing someone suffer for what they made us suffer. But what I want to close with here is just this, some thoughts. If anything is standing in the way of your knowing your connection with God, your connection with your source, then you want to give it up. And that includes any thoughts of getting even or any thoughts of wanting to see others get theirs. Now, one of the greatest challenges, one of the greatest learning experiences, I believe, is to not want to handle another in the way they handled us, in the way they treated us, not want to treat them 
in that same way. That's where we really have a breakthrough when we can leave behind such thoughts as that. Give that up because that stands in the way of our knowing our oneness with our source, our knowing peace, our knowing um, our sense of connection with the love and the joy and and just that sense of well-being that comes from knowing our oneness with God. So these are some good reminders to us about not not responding in kind, going further than we are required, because that gives us back our power. Not resisting, that gives us back our power. And I believe that is one of the things that we find running through all of Jesus' teachings, and that is a way to find the kingdom within, find our center of power. So these are just some thoughts for this week. Uh, We'll come back and share some more next time. But until then, bless your day and bless your week and bless your journey and know that, you know, all is well. You are safe and you are secure on your spiritual journey. God bless you and uh, hopefully we'll connect next time. Bye.